Welcome to Knickknack News. I'm Alex. And I'm Anthony. And our first story this week is entertainment news. Uh, this is reported by ABC News. Uh, Titanic director James Cameron backs a bid for 5,500 items from the ship. So. Oh, like real artifacts? Like real artifacts from Whoa. it. Whoa. So filmmaker James Cameron and the, the man who originally discovered the Titanic's wreck, uh, Robert Ballard, are backing a bid by a group of British museums to acquire a collection of 5,500 artifacts from the Titanic itself. Wow. Yeah. That's super cool. They announced Tuesday that they aim to raise $20 million, or 15 million pounds, uh, to buy the items from a private American company that salvaged them from the wreck. Uh, Cameron said there are concerns that the collection will be broken up and sold privately because the company that owns them has filed for bankruptcy, so they're trying to to get in there and, and get them for a museum before they get sold mm. to, and like split Just out. Just spl- all and, split up and, to private yeah, and owners. It would be very hard then to track them all down again, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, ob- the objects include a section of the ship's hull, which I'm surprised you're able to just like Wait. take that. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> and, uh, and a bronze cherub decoration from the ship's grand staircase. They were recovered from the wreck site during seven different uh, deep sea expeditions between 1987 and 2004. Um, And the bid for the artifacts comes from the Royal Museum's Greenwich, National Museum's Northern Ireland, Titanic Belfast, and Titanic Foundation Limited. And the National Geographic Society has pledged $500,000 to also help fund the project. Hmm. So they're all getting in on that. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I didn't realize... That you could just take like a part of the ship and be like, "This is this is yeah, mine like, now." What's up with that? Like, I mean, I guess if you can get there. if you can get down to it, is there yeah, are there laws? Where is the wreck in? Um, <laughs> it's oh in the gosh, Atlantic. What is, it, what is it called? Like the neutral waters area? Like international like waters. A, yeah, international waters. Like, it, do you I, think the wreck is? In, I mean, maybe you probably don't know from I don't that know article, for but sure. like. Maybe if it's maybe if you find something or something exists in international waters, you like you can just take it. No one owns it, so like yeah. I guess. I don't know what the laws are. <laughs> well, like, it's like yeah, not, it's like that's the thing is like who would even have jurisdiction over that area? You know, probably no one does. There's got to be like some kind of international like something that does those. Some type you can't of just, You can't just like take like, somebody out on a boat and kill them and be like, hey, it's international waters. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's not a thing, right? I hope that's not a thing. Wait, you're right. How does that work? <laughs> I have no idea. But like, it's like, okay, what? The crime is like, okay, this is a historical site. And if you're just taking parts of the hull, are you like desecrating like a historical site or something? But right, at the same maybe. time, like who owns that? Land? Who like owns no it? one owns that. Yeah. So no one can. The ocean owns it. This, it's ocean, just a little weird. The ocean I, can't I don't sue know. you, I guess. It I, does, I agree that it like seems wrong that someone can just go there and just like start taking parts of the hull and like sell them. But, right. But if they're going to have them, at least like give them to a museum. Yeah. Well, or that's what I think in this too. case, I guess, sell, sell them, them to the museum. Ideally, they would just give them. Right. But, but it's not the world we live in. No. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> you got to yeah. pay for everything and you can kill anyone you want out at sea. Oh, my God. <laughs> Someone needs to research this question of what. I'm sure people know. There's such a thing as maritime law. Maritime law? Yeah. 
But who controls maritime law? I don't know. Poseidon. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Poseidon. <laughs> you will suffer the wrath of Poseidon <laughs> if you commit a crime in international waters. Probably. Remember that. Though he probably wasn't super glad about them like running into one of his icebergs either, so... Yeah, that was his iceberg. So mm-hmm. everything in the everything in the ocean is his. Right. Yep. Poseidon. <laughs> it sounds like you just got hurt. <laughs> I'm laughing so hard. I was hurt. Um, okay. uh, that was entertainment news. Okay, my first story is technology news. From interestingengineering.com. An AI powered intelligent drone that knows you and follows you around is available on Kickstarter. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, I don't know if I want that. Just a quick, uh, just quick note before I read these bullets. Um, this article that I read this on was basically like an advertisement for this thing, but I'm still, I'm gonna, okay. I've turned it into a news. <laughs> to let you know. The magic of news. Um, so the Air Longo Mystic Drone is an autonomous drone that uses advanced perception and neural processing, a.k.a. AI algorithms, to take photos and videos automatically. Um, the drone can recognize and autonomously follow its owner, obey simple hand gestures from the ground, and take high-quality stills and videos without any user interference. <laughs> <laughs> are you scared or are you impressed? I don't. Where's the levels? Okay, I'm Ah, going to keep going. The drone can also fly along a designated route and automatically identify interesting objects and take photos of them at the right time to capture, quote, the most interesting frames. It does this using built-in AI technology to recognize animals, plants, vehicles, and people. Uh, It contains a 12-megapixel camera with hybrid image stabilization. I have no idea what that is, (laughs) but it sounds fancy. And its battery uh, uh, provides up to 30 minutes of flight time. So it can be in the air for 30 minutes autonomously, just straight. Okay. Um, Yeah, and it's a a Kickstarter page, and it's already met its funding goal. (laughs) Oh, okay. I guess people want it. And you can purchase one on there. How much do you think it costs? It's $300. Four hundred and sixty dollars. Okay, I'll give it You're to close. myself. I'm close. <laughs> I'll count it. You win. <laughs> the price is right. Um. <laughs> da da da. Uh. Um, yeah. So isn't that fun? You can train a robot to recognize your face. I don't and it will follow you around. Yeah. I'm like fun. slightly being sarcastic here. Like, fun is a word <laughs> for it, I guess. But I um no. That sounds I, a little I, it's, spooky. It's like the point of it is for like. GoPro type situation. At least what that's what they were showing in the, right. ad, the video ad for it. it was like a GoPro type situations where it's following you automatically using AI technology. Like it knows who you are, so you can even be like with other people and it knows you. Okay, and will follow you and like take video or take pictures of what you're doing. I mean, basically. it sounds like a cool um, idea. I it is, but I also like joking about the like worst case scenarios <laughs> of this type of stuff where it's like. <laughs> You, I've taught this like, robot how to identify me. Yeah, like, <laughs> and it can follow me it on its own. Follow me. And, yeah. <laughs> that can only or lead like, to goodness. Or like, um, I've trained my robot to identify my enemies and like, <laughs> follow them around. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just making up oh, stuff. Oh yeah, now, though, that's actually kind of a good point that you could like train it to recognize like, like a lover and have it follow them that and person like, or something. Make sure they're not doing anything untoward. Yeah, I mean, I just 
That's just oh man. My mind went the to like weird. Concerns. Yes, yeah, like weird privacy things. But uh, yeah, if not used for anything dark, <laughs> <laughs> right? No, for like actual cool. GoPro situations. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm thinking of that t- when we went to um, the Dominican Republic and we were like going down those waterfalls and stuff. How cool oh, would it yeah, have been if there was yeah, like yeah, yeah. a drone following us and taking yeah, like exactly. video. Like that would have been cool. That's a perfect example of that. And it can just, it's just flying above you and it can just do that. And it, you don't yeah. have to worry about the train or what you're doing. Or, yeah. I don't know if it could have recognized us in those doofy helmets. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> we were all wearing the same helmets. So. <laughs> and they were large helmets too. <laughs> so. That's why I said doofy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not a flattering look. Um, yeah, so I'd um I'd recommend checking it out. There's a video of like showing how it works and stuff. It's pretty cool. So yeah. on the Kickstarter page. So cool. I'll make sure yeah. to link to that. Yep. So that's technology news. Our next story then is health news. And uh I hate to keep bringing this up, but uh it just keeps oh, no. happening. Uh Pep- Pepperidge Farm has recalled uh goldfish crackers <laughs> amid a salmonella no. scare. <laughs> Wait, no, it's goldfish? Okay, but don't worry. Oh. It's not all goldfish crackers. Oh. Um, they've uh, announced a voluntary recall of four varieties of goldfish crackers because one of their mm. ingredient suppliers notified them that a whey powder used in the cracker seasoning might be contaminated with salmonella bacteria. Um, the affected flavors include... And <laughs> I don't know what it is, but like, I guess in this like kind of semi-serious context, these names just make me giggle. <laughs> okay. Flavor blasted extra cheddar. <laughs> Flavor blasted sour cream and onion. Goldfish baked with whole grain extra cheddar and goldfish mix extra cheddar plus pretzel. <laughs> and it should be noted that every instance of extra there was spelled X T R A. I'm just dying like, right now. <laughs> Death by flavor (laughs) blasted extra cheddar does not sound like a good way to go. Uh, The good news is, the good news is, no illnesses have actually been reported yet. This is a like like I said, it's a voluntary recall. Um, This this according to the USDA food safety Twitter account, which is uh, a good source. Um, And it's unclear whether they'll actually conduct an investigation into this since it was kind of caught early, Um, and it's more precautionary than anything. Um, and I just wanted to point out that the uh, the article did mention the salmonella scare related to Kellogg's Honey Smack cereal, <laughs> <laughs> which I know we've brought up before. Yep. Twice now. But nothing about the pasta salad from last week's episode. So huh. even though that has actually made that some was, people sick. That so. was salmonella too, right? Yep. Okay. Um, and I also, while I was looking up this story, I saw that um, certain types of Ritz crackers were also affected by this whey powder. Oh. Um, and and uh, I think some, like, TV dinners and stuff, too. So uh, okay. it might be worth looking up just to, just to be extra safe. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, good news is no one's sick yet. And, good. And uh, goldfish continue to be um, a delicious snack that won't give you salmonella. <laughs> <laughs> good. Probably. So, if I have a tub of plain goldfish, you're probably fine. Okay. They also, um, I think it's on the FDA's website, um, or no? On the CDC website? Is it CDC Potentially? or USDA or I don't know. One of the websites. Yeah, one of those. And it, it's it's in the article, which we will also link. Uh, has uh, like an actual table of like 
sell-by dates and expiration dates, so you can reference oh, that okay. to determine if your goldfish nice. might be affected. But no, your plain goldfish should be fine. Good. So don't throw those out. Okay. Actually, I might want some. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, that was health news. I also have a health news. <laughs> Yay. Yay! Health. <laughs> um, okay. Mine is luckily not about salmonella. Um, but uh, a, uh, this, uh, I found this on the BBC, and a new drug has been FDA approved for recurring malaria. Oh. It's exciting. That's good. Um, yeah. A new medicine has been approved that is specifically for the recurring form of malaria caused by the parasite Plasmodium vivax, which makes 8.5 million people ill each year. Um, this type of malaria is a particular challenge to get rid of as it can remain dormant in the liver for years before reawakening many times. And it's the most common type of malaria outside of sub-Saharan Africa. So there's like different types and it's just oh. like one subtype of it. Um, further, infected people can act as unwitting reservoirs of the disease because when the parasite reawakens in their body, um, they become carriers. So if they get bit by a mosquito, it can carry it on to someone else. Oh. Um, huh. So, yeah. Um, so the FDA has given the seal of approval to tafenoquin. Um, a drug that can flush the parasite out of its hiding place in the liver and stop people from getting it again. So like keep it from, so it won't like recur oh, in the, that's in the awesome. body again. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's actually already a medication that can be used to do this. Um, but unlike the new medicine, that one, um, it's called primaquin often needs to be taken for 14 days to be effective. So you have to like take it every day for two weeks. Um, and because of that, some experts are concerned that many people feel better after just a few days and they stop taking the pill and, oh, and then yeah. it doesn't, it's not, it's at its full effectiveness and the parasite can reawaken later. Right. Um, so this new medicine works with just one single dose. So you just have to take it once and it's effective. So it's like way easier that's for so, people. That's so great. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, uh, they have a quote here. Professor Rick Price of Oxford University told the BBC, quote, the ability to get rid of the parasite in the liver with a single dose of tafenoquin is a phenomenal achievement, and in my mind, it represents one of the most significant advances in malaria treatment in the last 60 years. Wow. So, super exciting. Yeah. No, that's, like, yep. all good news. Mm -hmm. that, ma that's, that makes me really happy. I didn't realize yeah. that there were different, like, forms of malaria. I didn't, I didn't know recurring was an option. Mm -hmm. I thought yeah, it was something I, you got, like, bit by a mosquito and you have mm -hmm. it, but they can, like, they can treat it. Yeah, I didn't know that either, but apparently there's different types. So. Yeah. Yeah, so I thought that was pretty cool. That's that's awesome news. Mm -hmm. Yay. The last story that I brought with me is space news. Yes. I love space news. All right. Uh, uh, CNET reports, scientists have found the source of all that crazy Mars dust. <laughs> what crazy Mars dust? <laughs> so loyal listeners may remember that Mars has been experiencing a global dust storm. Remember this? Oh, yeah. So that's been uh -huh. going on since May. This is the same one that we talked about before that has sent NASA's Opportunity rover into hibernation. Uh, okay. Unfortunately, we still don't have an update on that because the storm is still going on. Wow. Um, but scientists think they know where all this dust actually came from. Enough dust, uh, you'll remember, to cover the entire planet. Mm-hmm. Um, so a new study published in the journal Nature Communications has called out, I like how they phrase that, <laughs> the, uh, the over 600-mile-long uh, Medusae Fasse formation at, 
as the single largest source of dust on Mars. So it's this, basically this giant rock formation um, that's been gradually eroding over time and polluting the planet with this, this dust. And the way that they were able to figure this out is um, they looked at the chemical, com- chemical composition of dust that was collected by rovers and landers from all over the planet. So they were able to like check all these different locations. Uh-huh. And they compared it um, to the dust in this, in this Medusa Fasse formation. So uh, it's all enriched in sulfur and chlorine, but it has a very distinct like sulfur to chlorine ratio, which is how they were able to pinpoint the location of where it came from. Um, so Whoa. the scientists calculated how much the of the formation had eroded over the course of three billion years, and they estimated that the quantity of dust on Mars is enough to form a global layer between 6.5 and 39 feet thick. So there's enough dust oh, to, like... Oh, my goodness. That's, that's a crazy amount of dust to cover the entire, like... That is so much. So this is So that's how they determined, like, this is how a, a planet is experiencing a dust storm that's covering the entire thing. How I, is there one structure that is the source of that much dust? Why is the structure still there? Very, Wouldn't it yeah. have all eroded away? <laughs> right, what <by> structure? Now? <laughs> <laughs> like, no, it's just this, it's what? just a big enough rock formation that I guess it's just been eroded that like that much. Oh. That it's it's supplied all the dust. I mean, I'm sure there's dust from other places as well, but it's it's they believe to be the main uh, the main contributor to the storm. Wow. And um, that's there's so still, weird. There's still no signs of it stopping either, which is crazy. Yeah, that's just uh, oh, sounds awful. Still thinking about uh, our friend opportunity. Yeah, up there. Uh, hold on, little buddy. Yeah, we're rooting for you. Yeah, <laughs> and that was space news. Okay, well, my third story is animal news. And this comes from Fox News. And the headline is, Oregon woman finds mountain lion napping in her home. (laughs) We've moved on from bears. (laughs) Yep. An Oregon woman, Lauren Taylor, recently came home to an unusual surprise. A mountain lion, which took a nap for more than six hours behind her sofa. The encounter took place on July 8th in Ashland, Oregon. Uh, Taylor posted about the experience on Facebook, and it has since sort of gone viral. Um, This is wild, she wrote. The door was open, and the room has huge plants and stairs built around real tree branches, so the lion likely didn't even realize that she was walking indoors until she was inside. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Underestimating the lion a little bit, too. Um, After entering the home, the cat was startled by Taylor's roommate, who screamed upon seeing a mountain lion. This prompted the wild animal to hide behind the sofa, where it snoozed for several hours. Um, Now, the end of the story is, like, a little strange. Stranger than what we've already heard? Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, Taylor made a noise to wake the feline, but then, quote, gazed lovingly into her eyes and communicated using feline speak eye-blinking to calm her, she wrote. Uh-huh. Quote, it was amazing to realize that this worked. I <laughs> gazed lovingly, then blinked hard, and she did it back. Taylor continued, adding that the cat then went back to sleep. Okay. Then Taylor used a drum to arouse the sleeping lion and get her to leave. 
And then, are you ready for this? What are you doing? Are you ready for this? What are you I doing? This, I took this um this excerpt from the actual Facebook post that okay. this lady posted on on Facebook. Okay. Quote. <laughs> I'm sorry. We meditated on how to get her to leave her safe spot behind the sofa without alarming her so much that she jumped through the window and received guidance to show her pictures telepathically, call in native ancestors and drum to rouse her enough to get her out in a safe way. And it worked beautifully. So blessed and grateful. This is in the post. What on earth? And then she says, she roused and knew just what to do, walked out through the open door, through the yard, across the creek and through the empty field behind us, Exactly as we, as we had shown her, said Taylor, adding that she has extensive experience working with energy and animals. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay, that's, that's the end. Okay. Uh, oh, there's a lot to unpack there. Like, why? I'm, I'm why? laughing more than you at my own day. I'm no, sorry. I just... No, it's, you're la- it's appropriate to laugh because that's ridiculous. The first thing you do when you see a mountain lion in your home isn't call like animal control. Yeah, like they were just like, oh, let's, oh, it's sleeping. Let's meditate on what to do. Let's telepathically send the lion messages on how to leave our home. Like, call some authorities. Like, get out of there. Also, like, you you apparently have, if you have these telepathic powers, why aren't you using them for good instead of getting lions out of your house, you weirdo? such an unexpected like <laughs> reaction to that situation like, yeah no my reaction oh would be my oh my god there's a lion in my house oh my god there's a lion in my house i would get out of my house and i would call animal control yeah so nine one one. like um i don't know what the emergency. roommate was doing this t- during this time i don't know if the roommate was participating but apparently at some point the roommate screamed when they saw on the mountain right. lion so that was like a more so expected that's a, that's reaction, reaction to a mountain lion in your house like for anyone that doesn't know, mountain lions are incredibly dangerous. They're like super they can, dangerous. They can like, I'm not. They're they're like, not, if you ever see one out in the wild, like, I don't even know what you're supposed to do. Like, you can't even. It's not even like with bears how there's like strategies of like, oh, make yourself look big. Like, I have no idea what you even do for a mountain lion. Right. If a mountain lion decides to attack you, you're like, you're done. done. You're basically done. Yeah. There's nothing that you can, you cannot so run. So don't it, you can't, like, like climb try anything. to send it messages with your mind. Like. What on earth? If there's a mountain lion in your house, you need to leave the house and call someone Probably, that can come yeah. help. 911, I'm sure, <laughs> would consider that an emergency. So, yeah, give them a call before, oh, my gosh, before you meditate on it. <laughs> goodness. <laughs> I'm, like, reading this, and I was like, oh, my goodness. Well, I'm glad that it just casually got up and left, because yeah. if it had decided not no to do hurt. that, then, yeah. Because yeah. you were so setting they, yourself I mean, up to they're, get They're hurt. totally fine. It just, like, yeah. it's, it was sleeping. And like, yeah, like she took a bunch of photos of it and it looked cute and stuff, but it's a mountain lion. Right. <laughs> like, no. And yeah, and it just eventually like it got up and just like left out. The, they left the door open and basically that came in and it just like went out. So, right. And it's, it was fine. But like, yeah, <sighs> yeah isn't that wild? Don't do that. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't do that, people. Uh, My goodness. Yeah. I, dangerous animals can look cute on camera and look cute, but like they're dangerous animals and they have to be treated like wild animals i mean there's lots of situations i think not even just this kind of thing where like you're in a dangerous situation but just like certain things like don't remove animals from their like habitat for because that's happened people do that sometimes i mean 
I'm sure the but, listeners to this podcast wouldn't do that. I'm just right. saying like, I've, <laughs> We're not I've seen this kind of thing. We're no, just no, no, saying, no, no, no. tell your friends. We're just talking. <laughs> especially that friend I've that likes to telepathically communicate with animals. Before where they feel like, oh, it's a cat. I'm just going right. to, like, that's no. a dangerous wild animal. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> yes, you should, you should respect it, but like, that's super dangerous yeah. to get up close and friendly with it. Like, just don't right. do that. No. Okay. Don't. No, PSA. PSA. PSA from your friends at Knickknack News. God. <laughs> that's, oh, that's so uh. dumb. It's so dumb. <laughs> I'm so glad they're okay because they yeah. they did everything wrong. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. <laughs> that was our rant a little bit. Which means so. it's time for Is that it time? part of the show. Yes. Alex, Whoa. it's time. Anthony, it's time for breaking news, the part of the show where we look up news stories that just happened today or were just posted today and read them to you on the fly. Ready, set, go. Go. All right. A story that I found is from the Huffington Post. Um, 150 Santas gather in Denmark for annual Congress. Anthony, that's the same story I found. (laughs) (laughs) So should we just talk about it for twice as long? Let's just talk about it for twice as long. Why not? Cool. Who cares? All right. So some more. uh, Go ahead. Proceed. That's awesome. So some more, some more details, I guess. Uh, so apparently Europe is experience a heat, experiencing a heat wave right now, but that didn't stop 150 Santas from donning their suits and beards for an annual conference in Denmark. Uh, this is the 61st World Santa Claus Congress in uh, Copenhagen. Um, and uh, many of the delegates that came from countries as far away as Japan and the United States took, uh, took a quick swim <laughs> just because it was so warm out. <laughs> <laughs> do they keep their santa hats on or i hope so i hope this the, the hat and the beard um so the three-day event will see the santas visiting the the little mermaid statue that's there and they'll go head-to-head in the santa obstacle course world championships <laughs> uh, uh. so there's not a whole lot of uh actual details here just um a lot of Santas in Denmark. Yeah. I found, um, <laughs> I went back to Google and just re like searched this uh-huh. event and I found a headline called more than 150 hot Santas converge. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I've never heard of this before, but this is hilarious. Well, that's, I guess it's like a Christmas in July kind of a thing. Like, yeah, that's a that thing. works. That checks out. Right? Sure. I don't know why they're doing an obstacle course. <laughs> but I, it's like it's like people from all over the world that dress as Santa. Dress as Santa. I mean, I, I guess just like don't let any kids see this because they're going to have, <laughs> gonna have a ton of questions. Yeah. Not, um, yeah. Not only is Santa no, real, there's just oh, there's also a, a, 150 of him. <laughs> hopefully there, we don't have any listeners under... What age do you learn about Santa? <laughs> I don't even know the answer to that. I was going to say 10, 10, but even that feels kind of old. That seems kind of old. I was going to say 10, too, and then I was like, wait, is that too old? I don't know. Like eight? Maybe. I haven't put a lot of thought know. into it. 
we probably don't have any listeners that young, so I we're probably not. okay. We probably haven't spoiled anything. Yeah. <laughs> like I know we don't get I know we don't get too rowdy on this show, but like I I, don't, I still don't know if a if a listener that young would appreciate. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Yeah, so I, it probably makes sense for them to go to Denmark too, because I think that is something that originated in that part of the world, probably. Is right? It, is it like Krampus from that area of the world? Is it Denmark or Austria? That might be um, like a German Austrian or thing. It, okay, maybe. I'm not I don't actually know. Sure. Don't quote don't me know. on any of this. Yeah, don't. I'm no Santa scientist. I'm no. I was going to say Sant Otnist, but that's totally, <laughs> completely not. It nope. doesn't work. No. Um, no. Yeah, we aren't Santa scientists, so. Yeah, no one is, to be fair. Maybe someone is. Oh, that's true. I shouldn't be so quick to, to discount the position. Maybe someone is. <laughs> who knows? If you know a Santa scientist, let us know. It's probably somebody who dedicates their life to figuring out how he, like, delivers all those presents. Mm-hmm. He's coming up with, like, a physical, uh, mathematical equations like a proof to right. prove how it's possible might be easier yeah. with 150 of them though yes much easier more coverage 150 times easier oh, oh. i see what you Math. did yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we may not be santa scientists but we are mathematicians here on knickknack news yep yep we can do math 150 times all right well i guess that's our show (laughs) thanks for listening everybody and we release episodes every friday and as always the links to this week's stories will be in the episode description yeah so make sure you check those out you can subscribe to knickknack news on apple podcasts google podcasts stitcher pretty much any service you want uh, and uh, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash news and on Twitter at at News. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.